One of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. Plato. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Taboo Topics with Kamal. So, I'm so excited for this episode because with the 116th Congress finally coming into office on the 3rd of this month, I believe, I decided that we can finally get into the politics. Now, this won't be an actual discussion this time, which... You know, those types of episodes are coming up, but it's actually going to be about the importance of political participation. This was one of the topics that I thought would seem best fit with current events and how this 116th Congress came in and just all those types of stuff. So before we actually get into all that, though, I kind of want to briefly tell you guys how I got interested in politics. Um... And I think this story kind of begins when I was a little girl, which is so weird, but it is. Uh, I was, I am the baby of my family, so I have four older siblings and then my mom and dad who are together. Um, And ever since I was a kid, like, I can't remember a time when, like, it wasn't like this. Um, My dad always watch the news. Let's just put that forth. He always watched the news. He, goodness, I can't even emphasize that. And so being like the little girl who always wanted to do things with her dad, I'd sometimes, you know, just sit down and watch it with him. And obviously when I was younger, I couldn't understand it. But then as I, you know, grew older and then like continued to do those things even more, maybe, um, I began to actually noticed something about it and I became interested in the way that people interacted when we saw them on TV and the debates that went on sometimes and all this stuff and then I I, I got interested in what presidents were doing um and how they were impacting you know the countries that my parents came from the countries that some of my friends parents came from and even just this country what were they doing um and then I think yeah, so I just, as I kept getting older, I remember um, sometimes there was, like, debates on um, the news or something like that, and I couldn't watch it with my dad. I'd, like, write notes on a piece of paper, and then afterwards when I'd come back, or I don't know where I was, or when he'd come back, I'd be like, Dad, did you, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And then I'd, like, tell him, I'd go off the notes that, like, I wrote down, and I'd, I'd discuss this with him. I'd be like, what do you think? And then he'd be like, what do you, what do I think? And then I'd tell him what I thought. And, yeah, I think, so, yeah, I think without even knowing it, it was kind of my dad who got me into all that stuff. Just being surrounded by the news and stuff ever since I was, a, like, a kid. And to be completely honest, and these these topics were never really, like, oh, my God, like, you're a little child, why are you talking about this? Because, like I said, I grew up with, like, not adults, but basically adults. So, at the time, I think I was, what, a teenager. Not even a teenager. I think by the time I was... By the time I was a teenager, my older sister was already, like, 20. So, you know, there was, like, things where, like, uh, she would talk about, and it would be, like, uh, you know, I can't really exactly have the mentality with 
of a regular immature 13 year old to be that so I kind of had to um I kind of was different so I was a bit more I would say mature in that aspect as a 13 year old and as a child and I understood the things that went on around the world and I wanted to understand things that went on around the world so it's kind of a brief like summary I guess you could say of how I got into all this stuff so it was always just from the beginning and from the get-go and I think I really started actually going public with it and making a voice with it when um when I got into high school I think freshman year or something like that or eighth grade um that was when I actually started being public with like what my opinions were and all the stuff so yeah so let's actually get into what this podcast is supposed to be about um let's talk about the 116th congress really quickly because I think that really ties into political participation even if we may not know it so some of you might think how is this even tying in but it will I promise so this new congress that has come in is the most diverse one we have ever had and I think we can infer that it's the most representative as well. So just a few things that were new in this Congress. We have the first Muslims in Congress. Woo! The first Palestinian American Congress. Another woo. <laughs> um, the first Native Americans. The first Somalian American. I don't know if I said that correctly. Apologize if I didn't. Um, the youngest, the youngest Congress member ever to be elected. I think she's 28, and the biggest group of women we have ever had in Congress. And I want to ask you guys for a second: Why is that? Why is it that we have the most diverse Congress right now? And the reason that I always like to put behind it and stuff is because. We had the largest percentage of voter turnout since 1966 um, for midterm elections. That's crazy. This year. And that's why. That's why the Congress is so representative. Because more people decide to come out and vote. And when more people decide to come out and vote, you can actually get a feel for who, you know, who wants to be representative and who is going to be represented. Right? So, that's such a huge aspect, voting, you voting, just the regular private citizen. Um, Because not all of us can be expected to focus our lives on the ins and the outs of government and the constitution and all these sorts and international relations and domestic relations and the economics and all these things that people in government have to deal with, right? And... We can't all be expected to run for a government position either because there are things that we want to be like some people want to be therapists, some people want to be a psychologist, some people want to major in sports medicine, some people want to be a part of sports. So we can't only be expected to be a full part of government and be elected officials and stuff. But at the same time, I don't think this undermines being educated on what is going on in your country. Because the more you're educated, and stats have showed this, the more you're educated, the more that you, the more educated person, is willing to go out and vote. Because 
you understand that this is going to be a major deal for, um, for, um, what's it called? The country, sorry. <laughs> um, and I want to say this. So, like I said, it's so important to kind of, like, be aware, right? Because we have to understand who we're voting for. And I just want to give an example. Like, um, I'm not, not trying to target anyone, so lay back, but, um, I remember when Trump was elected, and then he had put the, um, transgender, transgender ban in the military, and there were so many, like, trans, um, gender people on the internet who were like, oh my god, I can't believe he did this to us, like, we voted for you, and it was like, it's like, I'm so sorry that happened to you, like, that's, you know, I was fully against that happening, um, because I don't think you should discriminate against any group of people, uh, but seriously, you guys should have checked it out, you guys should have seen if this guy cares about the things that you care about, and if he doesn't, then don't vote for him, no, you, you were the person who did not realize that he was going to do this kind of stuff, and that's on you, because you should have went and furthered yourself, and took the initiative to study him and to see who you're voting for. Which, which, by the way, I just want to point out, sucks because he was discriminating against so many people in his campaign. So many people. And if you're also part of a minority group and you see him discriminating against other minority groups, that should already be you turning the off switch. You know what I mean? Like, you should already be like, no, that's not happening. And I don't want that to happen. Because if he's going to discriminate against another minority group, what makes you think he's not going to discriminate against all the other minority groups? Come on. So, sorry, kind of off, like, to the side. That was not what I wanted this podcast to be about. But moving on. Um, <laughs> so, what I also wanted to talk about, because this and I think this um, makes a big impact on voting is the political polarization that we have in our country. So political polarization basically means that people are getting extreme on both the left and the right. So there's less people in the middle or less people who are moderate and stuff like that, which honestly, okay. The only plus, and I'm going to put that in quotation marks, you guys can't see me, but it's in quotation marks. The only plus is that more people are going to be able to understand it, I guess, and they'll be more able to identify with one. But, okay, really, the disadvantages that this extreme political polarization gives us knocks that out of the park like it overpowers that advantage so before people tell me oh my god yeah political polarization is good no it's 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 not in the aspect that it's getting so extreme and so because of this polarization people are so unwilling and by people i mean just even regular private citizens so i mean yeah mainly congress and stuff but Everyone really is so unwilling to compromise and they don't want to talk about these things with someone who has a different perspective than them. And what's 
really funny, I just want to point something out again, is I have a lot of talks about politics with different people, and I think a lot of you can assume that already. I have so many talks about politics, and sometimes there are times when I can see the anger filling up in the person's eyes because they completely disagree with me. And they try so hard to hold it back because here I am sitting here talking with such a calm voice that they know how bad they would look if they just lash out. So they're just waiting for me to say something in anger. And it's the funniest thing because I don't do that anymore, right? Personally, I used to be like that. I used to get so angry that people could be, you know, so racist or so sexist or so anything. And But now I've learned that the only way I can show that I'm extremely confident in what my opinion is, is by talking calmly. There wasn't a need for me to raise my voice about this stuff because I can share those exact same ideas without straining my vocal cords. So it's like when you start raising your voice and when you start like actually screaming now, now it's become more of a win or lose debate rather than a discussion about politics where you're both on the same side. That's how we need to see it and that's how Congress needs to see it. Yeah, it may be Democrats and maybe Republicans, but you're on the same side. You're supposed to be on the same side. You're supposed to both be doing what's good for the country. So that's that's something that I wish they would understand. And so many people in Congress don't understand that. And they're not willing to understand that. And there's so many people in, that are private citizens that are around me that don't understand that either. It's the only way that's going to work once you realize and I realize and they realize that we're all on the same team. We're all Americans and we're all trying to better America. Okay, so (laughs) talking about political polarization again, which I mean that was political polarization, but when we get to those voting ballots or when adults get to those voting ballots, um, a lot of them can't or they they can't look past the party affiliation so when they get those voting ballots they literally just look at one thing whether the candidate is a democrat or if they're a republican and it shouldn't matter about that like yeah okay that's the party they side with so maybe you have um a little more a little more like um similar views you have more similar views with that person but you have to do some research like this person is going to be representing you how can you just vote for someone just because they have a r or a d by their name that literally doesn't make any sense like okay that person could literally be and you know we already talked about this with the whole transgender ban and everything that person could literally be totally against your minority or not even minority group just totally against a certain group of people right and you're voting for that person even though they're so dangerous to a community and yeah maybe they're not against your group or maybe they're not against your type of people which by the way In the end, like I said, we're all Americans, so we should all be looking out for one another rather than doing all this, but whatever. (laughs) Even if they're not 
against who you are as a person, then it, that shouldn't matter. Seriously. We're all, like, like I said, we're all Americans. We should all be looking out for each other. So when he says stuff like, sorry, not he, when anyone says stuff like, um, Mexicans are criminals, or when they say, like, all Syrian refugees that come into, into America are terrorists, or this and that, and when they say stuff like that, how can you still vote for them? I don't care how many, I don't care how good they are in politics, or business, or the international relations, or any of that stuff. They're disrespectful, Period. And that's enough for you not to vote for them. That's not someone we want as a representative. And let's just talk about, because I want to point this out really quickly. Let's talk about our current president for a second. Trump said a lot of things that are disrespectful and a lot of things, okay? Um, and so I'm going to go back to the part where I... Um, we're talking about, like, the whole representing and stuff. I just want to point out, because this has bothered me for so long, the representatives who get elected, so let's use the president, for example, because that's one every adult has the ability to vote for. If a president gets elected and he's, for example, Republican, the people he represents, so his constituents, includes everyone, not just the people who voted for him. So, like, in California, if the government, if the governor's Democrat, it doesn't matter. He doesn't just represent the Democrats in the state. He represents every single citizen of the state, whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, whether you're a part of some Green Party. It doesn't matter. You are supposed to be represented. So, like, actually going to our current president for a second now, Trump said a lot of things before it, but one of the things that he tweeted recently, and yes, tweeted, because I guess he hides behind his phone, <laughs> was um, about the government shutdown, which is currently happening. So, I'm just going to read off really quickly what he said. This is part of a tweet, it's not the full tweet. He said, um, I don't care that most of the workers not getting paid are Democrats. I want to stop the shutdown as soon as we are in agreement on strong border security. And... I don't even want to talk about border security or illegal immigration. We can leave that for another podcast or whatever. But him saying, I don't care that most of the workers not getting paid are Democrats, is unprofessional, is not presidential-like, is seriously not the mentality that a president is supposed to have. I mean, even though Democrats may not have voted for him, as the president of the United States of America, he has to care about what's right for the people, not just his voters. And so, since he shut the government down, and he's the reason it's not open again, he should be doing something to make sure the workers are still getting paid, despite what party they affiliate with. Despite all of that. Because again, at the end of the day, what are they? They're Americans. And what is he? An American. And as the president of America, it's his job to make sure that he isn't harming other Americans. I guess 
what my basic point is, is to educate yourself. Like, okay, do you know how sad it is that in the 2016 election, people actually voted for Arambe, a dead gorilla? Like, like now, I don't know if it's true whether 11,000 votes were casted for the gorilla, like it actually went that high, but I do know that a handful of votes did, which is so disappointing Maybe it's funny for a second, but that's that's disappointing. It's so disappointing that in your own country, people don't take this voting system serious enough. And that they don't care about it enough that they're actually going to vote for a dead gorilla. That doesn't make any sense. Are you kidding me? If you're going to do that, just as much as I hate today, don't vote at all. I mean, yeah, we care about every single person's viewpoint but if that's your viewpoint then i don't think you should be voting to be completely honest and that's why i don't think we should ever have 100 percent voting participation because i don't think there's some people out there that one are knowledgeable enough two are not going to make them knowledgeable enough and i don't think they, they should be voting i really don't so I'm just saying you have to take that type of stuff seriously when it comes down to it. You can joke about it beforehand. You can do whatever you want. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, come on. Don't vote for dead gorillas. It, it would have been better even if you, on the, like, on the other line, if you voted for, like, somebody in your town. Because at least... You know, then I know, like, you don't agree with the Democrat Party candidate or the Republican Party party candidate, and that's who you truly believe should be president. But seriously, a dead gorilla? Or even anything on the lines of that? So, kind of moving on, another point that I wanted to make was that I hope people understand that presidents don't do everything. Like, the president's job is to do things on a national scale. So, pay attention to your local elections. Pay attention to who's running for mayor or governor or the offices of education and all those stuff that are local because those are the people that are actually going to make changes that are going to affect you directly. Your state governments. A lot of people, I heard people the other day saying, um, like, oh my god, the federal government's shut down and it's not even affecting me. I'm still going on with life. because That's because you have a state government. Are you kidding me? That's because there's a state government and that government is still running. Unless you're a federal worker, you're not going to be that affected but there are so many federal workers that we should be concerned about the shutdown. And that's what the problem is. So, back to the 2016 election. I know we keep jumping around, but I remember asking a lot of people, like, why they would vote for Trump um, before he was elected. And sometimes the answer would come out to be, I'm not happy with this certain thing happening and 
California and he's going to change things. Like, no, he isn't. He isn't going to meddle with state problems. That's not his, that's not where he ties into the country, if that makes sense. If you want to see a change in your community, go to your mayor. Go to the top-notch people who are making the decisions that impact that problem. Because I can tell you the problems that you have in your state or in your town. You can't go to the president about that stuff. You can't. When when the president has stuff has stuff to deal with, like I don't know, like um, North Korea and um, the Middle East problems and all these stuff, and even just the eco- the economy of our country, he's not going to meddle with some problems in Lodi, California, or Stockton, or Sacramento, or wherever. So you need to understand that the midterm elections. And the local elections that happen during those times are just as important as elections with the presidential race involved. They're just as important. So don't vote for a president because you're unhappy with something that's happening in your town. Be smarter than that. You guys need to go out and you guys need to talk with the representatives of your town. And if you're so unhappy about something... Get your group of people. Get the other people who are unhappy about it. Start a petition. Do something. But seriously, I'm going to say this one more time. That's it. The president's not going to do anything about those problems. (sighs) So, one final thing I want to leave you all with is if you're staying silent, or you're agreeing to oppressors such as new Nazis, racists, sexists, etc., then you're just as much as a problem as them. As an American, you have a duty to stand up for the American ideals, and one of the most important ones is equality. So let's actually start showing it. Signing off, this is Gavel. Have a great day, everyone. Salam.